Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Friday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, fun show. So far, you get the podcast at theticketfm.com. You can watch and comment, as always, on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Call or text us at 402-464-5685. This show, as always, sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Check out their current job openings at gainatrucking.com. A lot of people have had some feedback on the text line regarding the uh, random hairs. Oh, really? What's Do they have a phys- an answer in a physiological way? Like, why does it happen? Why does a random hair shoot out of your upper cheek? I don't cheek? think I have an answer for that from the text line, but I have people that have their own stories. You're right, though. Probably a dermatologist is the yeah, one I think ask. dermatologist would be the person that would be able to tell us why a random hair appears on my nose. Yeah, we're not going to do cheek. that. We're not going to do this. Right now, but like if you typed into Google, why do random hairs shoot out of your the tip of your nose? You might be able to find it. I'm sure I could Google that. Yeah, that's why I, 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 I like. I like. I just I know, said. I know. I know. Google. I like to have people tell me things. So, oh, you do. They're my Google. Oh, okay. You get one out of your cheek though. Yeah, like right here. See that? Like up here. Something I don't like, see it. Well. This like this particular area of comes my face, out. I get this random hair. Ugh. And like, there's nothing here. You know, I, you know, got a little bit here, but this here, and occasionally over here, but usually mm-hmm. on the left cheek. See, I, I get one right here, right here. I don't. I've never had that on my nose. In fact, when I went to get my hair cut this last time, the woman took a clipper and went. She saw it evidently. She, she just went right off my nose. Uh, Joe says, I, I said, clean me up. You know, that's a hard task. Joe says, I have wondered the same thing, except I can grow hair in my ear, but nothing on my head. Yes. Yeah, like, why does it choose to grow what, it, when you want it on your head, it grows other places. And it seems like, Come on, well, isn't not it fair? Isn't that mainly an old guy thing? You don't have a hair shooting out of your ear. Not yet. No, I, I mean, they, there's some hairs. Yeah, but you'll, you'll it's have not, it eventually. Like shooting out I don't know if everybody visible. does, but I think a lot of people do. Right. Yeah. I mean, not everybody has hair shooting out of their ears, but some people definitely do. It's not, that's not unique to me. Rodney has a take here. I don't know if this is correct. I'm just going to read what Rodney said. Okay. He says, the hairs don't actually grow out of your face. They're random hairs that stick back into a pore in your face. Like it might have fallen out of your top of your head and maybe fallen on your nose and then grown into a pore possibly. That's why it gets so long right away. Hmm. Or maybe a mustache hair gets in there. Okay, but this That's one is saying. this one is all this is consistent. Does that match up with what Rod's saying? This is not a random occurrence. This is every week. That seems. A little and if bit, you yeah. want me to do this, we could do this. No, <laughs> I don't want no. the picture of the hair. No, no. What we could do is I'll go a week and see what it looks like, <laughs> and I will show you. We document, we can document this. today is Friday. Yeah, it's, I will it's go until next today. Friday. Okay. You won't. Yes, I will. And just see how many people notice. It'll be a nice 
sociological you, you experiment. You can see on the actual video stream. Well, I don't or think people. In person? I, no, I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think people will see it on a video stream, but. But I think in life, people might see it. Rodney says, if it's consistent, I'm going to change my answer and not say that what I said was true. Yeah, Rodney. It's not just a random hair going into a pore. No, Rodney, mine is consistent. I have two very consistent long hairs that grow, one out of the tip of my nose and one right dead center between my eyebrows. And I have to, and I have to actively seek them out with scissors and clip them. I'm gonna buy but you a I'm trimmer. not going to do that. I'm going to buy you a trimmer. I don't need a you, trimmer. You will pre, it, will, it will go just like that. Well, this so is the scissors. You're not going to. You have a less chance of cutting yourself with a trimmer than you do with a scissors. Scissors are more precise, in my opinion. My brother yeah, asked me. They're also sharper and could my, stab you. My brother asked me, fall. "How do you how do you keep your your beard like that?" I said, "Well, it's, you got to do it with scissors because 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 there's some parts that need it more than others." All right. Okay. Moving on. Thank you. Are people telling us to move on? Uh, no, I am. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for uh, the, the life update. This, this is situation. a very, very interesting so, game. I, I have what seems like a pretty easy question, but I, I want to know, again, what, what happens if this happens? The question is this. What happens if Nebraska beats Purdue tomorrow? Straight up. Not covers the spread, but wins the football game. Excitement. Confusion. They get to 4-3 and three overall. They get to 3-1 and one in conference play with the bye week. And then Illinois following the bye week. There's a lot that goes into that conversation. If Nebraska wins this game, yeah, a lot goes into it because a lot of it's about the coaching situation. I would start there. If Nebraska beats Purdue, the energy and momentum attached to Mickey Joseph's name escalates to, depending on your perspective, well, I mean, some would say an alarming perspective proportion those that don't think Mickey should become the head coach if you do you're incredibly excited um if if Nebraska is able to win this because then they get an off week and then you come back against an Illinois team that's excellent but beatable especially if it's an you know on your home field it's on the home field I think the chances escalate if it's at night and if Nebraska beats Purdue, I would think that would enhance the chances of it being a night game. Am I wrong? I don't know how. I know. I agree works. with you. Boy, if, if Illinois beats Minnesota, for sure. I mean, I'm glad we're doing this. I'm glad we're doing this exercise. If Nebraska beats Purdue, because it feels like a lot of fans don't expect it. Like I don't. I, do, I don't expect Nebraska. To, I'll be clear. I don't expect them to win tomorrow. Nor do Nebraska. I. I'm. I'm. Ex- I'm interested. Now, this is my read, and it's just a read, and you're just trying to read. You're just trying to take the temperature of the fan base. I don't sense a ton of excitement for the game. Now, you said a lot of people are going. Well, yeah. it's uh, They're excited to go to the game. But in terms of people not going to the game, is the excitement level very high? Is no, it? I, I don't think so. I don't I, I sense that it is. Because the season still is weird. You've already had three bad losses. And, they don't, and a lot of people don't expect Nebraska to win the game. No. People are smart. You're two touchdown underdogs. From what we've seen, mm-hmm. Purdue has a healthy quarterback. Purdue is is probably the better football team right now. Mm-hmm. Their defense more is balanced. Pushed, their defense is better. Nebraska's defense has played well the last two games, but their defense has been consistently better this entire season. Purdue's pretty balanced. I mean, they got good offense and good defense. Not a great offense or a great defense, but a good offense and a good defense. Yeah, I think people are not that excited because they're not wanting to, you know go all in again already midseason mm-hmm. when they've gone all in have been hurt this year already and then 
had nice two wins in a row, which is great, but they might go back to all in if they win this football game. That's that's what I'm saying. If they win, do you go back to chugging all the Kool-Aid and saying, wow, they got a shot in this? Yeah, I would think you Because you're 3-1, and one and you beat maybe the favorites to win the West at this point in you're, Purdue. You're bathing in Kool-Aid if they win this game. With a bye week to get healthy. Yeah, right. Bathing. You hope that the Boilermakers revert to their penalty-making selves that hindered them against Penn State. Nine penalties for 92 yards against Penn State. Mm. 13 for 138 against Syracuse. 13. 138 yards is a yeah. lot of penalty yards. That would – hopefully the Boilermakers, if you're a Nebraska fan, revert <clears throat> to that. Um, now, that was a road game. They were they were at Syracuse for that one. Yes. But they were home against Purdue for the first one, against Penn State for the first game you mentioned. There were nine penalties against Penn State. Right. Also, you hope, and Tom Deanhart of Black and Gold mm-hmm. addressed this with us. They do have occasional breakdowns in the back end, in the back end of their defense. That would be helpful. If your offensive line gives you time to chuck it deep, mm-hmm. that'd be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like you said it in the first hour. I mean, you're right. If we are in the second quarter of this game and we're not talking about the offensive line, that's a good thing. We're mm-hmm. not saying, oh, God, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that means Casey has time to throw the ball downfield, which Nebraska has been successful doing. By the way, the two most successful receivers in terms of yardage this season out of the portal are in this game, Charlie Jones and Trey Palmer. Mm. The two most successful receivers in the country country. out of the portal are in this game. Not just the Big Ten, the whole country. Yeah, Trey Palmer and Charlie Jones. So that's what you're hoping. I mean, you hope Purdue reverts to their penalty-making self, and you hope that that vulnerability on the back end shows and that Casey has time to exploit it. Um, It's... I mean, the again, the biggest concern is O'Connell just sitting back there slicing and dicing you. Operate a sixth-year senior who's 6'3", 210, who understands their offense probably as well as the coaching staff does and can operate it at a very high level. And he just sits back there and throws underneath route after underneath route. Occasionally one of those guys breaks a tackle and goes for a long way. That's you don't want to see a lot of that, obviously. God, you don't because the crowd and the crowd, well, yeah, and the crowd gets right. in it. It's important to you know if you have an open field tackle potential, make make the tackle. Don't don't let somebody break out of a, a short catch or a short run and go the distance. Right, can't do that. No, that's what gets the crowd in the games. Is big plays, mm. especially ones that could have been contained to begin with. You hope Charlie Jones is indeed still a little slowed. You don't want him to break out against you. Last three games, not much. Fifty, no, not over fifty-nine yards. His first three games, though, big, electrifying. Yeah. We have a phone call. I'm not sure who we have here, but I'm going to ask you at four six four five six eight five. You're you're on the hotline. Who do we have here? You're on early break. Go ahead. Good morning, fellas. This is True Red. True Red. Whoa. What's going on? Whoa. Happy not Friday. much. Whoa. Not much. I'm hearing all this spatter about Kool Aid this, Kool Aid that. Let me tell you something. Okay, True. I've been a god dang Husker fan since 1986. I don't drink Kool-Aid. I have big red blood that boils inside me. Win, lose, or draw every freaking week. Husker fans that are real, 
would get up for every single game, have the same enthusiastic fanaticism, belief, uh, friendships in how we tailgate, how we treat other people. You know, I am going to West Lafayette in my spirit, in my heart, and they say the best things happen in the West. And let me tell you something, and mark me down, because on Monday, after Buffalo Rolls stamp, uh, stampedes Kansas City, and the Huskers go to West Lafayette and snatch out a victory from the jaws of defeat on a last-second field goal winning drive. 27-24 Huskers. Mark it down, fellas. Mark it down. All right. Okay. Red has spoken. True. True. 27-24 True. Huskers. God, if that happens. If that happens. That means I, Bleak Road exists then. Beyond, beyond that, extra points. How much confusion will be in your brain? A lot. Yeah. And that's good confusion, though. I know. At, at For once, that's positive confusion. Confusion. Yeah. You want confusion. Uh, yeah, I do. What? What? When? When was it that I said Mickey should tell his guys, "Let's get this season weird. Let's make this weird. This would be weird, right?" Well, they've already won a road game against Rutgers. Is not a great team, but they've got the <laughs> road. They've got a win on the road. That's and a they tough came win. Back in that game. That's a tough win. Yeah. Do, go back before the season. We circled that game, saying that's a trap. Game. I know, but we thought they'd have a better record going <laughs> no, in. But I still thought it was going to be difficult. That's we, why I don't take no, away. We from circled the Rutgers game, saying that could be. A trap. I know. I always say this, but it, it's worth repeating. I mean, I, I, I mean, I told people in Carney on Wednesday, then Beatrice yesterday, your hometown. I'm not going to diminish those wins after we talk all week on the radio about how tough we think the game's going to be. And we, I don't even know if you picked Nebraska to beat Indiana. No, I, I did not. Right, I didn't either. I picked to beat Rutgers, but not Indiana. So how could we come back and minimize the win after we pick the other team to to win the game? You can't. I'm not minimizing it. I thought the Rutgers game would be tough. It was tough. I'm not minimizing it. They want it. If they beat Rutgers or if they beat Purdue, it's another animal, though. It's a it's that animal. That's when we start believing a little bit there. Well, a yeah, bit more, like for a little warm. Yeah, and it just gets weird. You fired. A head coach on September 11th. You fired the defensive coordinator on September 17th. And now, if you win this game, which is your question, what happens if Nebraska beats Purdue tomorrow? It's 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 an odd season. One of the most odd you'll ever see. Yep. Coach was fired on September 11th. They Ed, got better. they got way better. Well, and and now the team is is legit in legit contention for the Big Ten West. Albeit. A down Big Ten West. Yeah. It is down. I used to try to sell it as, no, it's not down. It's just balanced. No, it's down. There's not a great team in this in this division. And unfortunately, you know what's at the end of the line in Indy. An Ohio, Ohio State, State. An it's Ohio State team. Say, that, well, let's just go win this game and it, move on. It's numero uno, you know. Uh, another call. Who do we have here? You're, you're in an early break. Go ahead. Hey, Jake Sip. Oscar Page here from Kansas City. How you guys doing? Good, good. Thanks for calling. Good, good. Got my run, getting my run in. Um, hey, I'm fired up. My son, we went to that Oklahoma game, and that was like ground zero. I mean, he still doesn't believe. It's only taken a couple games, three weeks with Mickey, and I'm, I'm all in. But I'm telling you, a lot of people think we don't have a shot, but the Big Ten's like the national scene. There's two teams in this thing, and everybody else can beat each other up. So it does come down to 
coaching and that, that fighting mentality that Mickey talks about. And I think we can do it. Okay. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens, but, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. well, the other thing is, mm-hmm. I'm telling you guys, sorry. Um, you're good. We're going to, we're going to have a shot at the end. Anyway, I think what helps is Mickey is not the play caller defensively or offensively. The last, you know, two coaches or three coaches, they've been the spearhead. When the defense ain't going right, everybody's fired up with ball, you know, giving up 50, 60 points. When the offense ain't going right, everybody's fired up with, with Frost. So I think it's helping. Yeah, we get fired up in the middle of the uh, Rutgers game. Things aren't going the best. but I, And Mickey's still leading us. But there's just not as much as intense heat when something's not looking great defensively or offensively because he's not the coordinator calling the plays. And, and you get a sense that it is a true team effort from the coaches to the players on down to get this thing right, and they're all putting their – and sure. it's not all just on one guy. But it, it is great that we got Mickey leading this thing because he seems like he's, uh, he's got the right temperament and uh, – you know, he's got the fighting mentality mm. where as mm. fans, we get down, mm-hmm. but we've got a coach that's, he's got that bow mentality, but it doesn't come off at a, at a 200 degrees. Right. And, and they're fighting. Right. So we'll keep it going. All right. Thank but you. God love you guys. Go All right. God rest. love you. <laughs> enjoy, your, enjoy the rest of your run, Jason. Jason, thank you. I, he's right. He's right. This Mickey talk will will escalate considerably, well, as it should. And then it the other thing escalate. about it: this is college football, Jake. Upsets happen every single Saturday. Damn right they do. You just gotta hope you're on the right side of one now. Wait, it's, it's our turn, right? It's yeah. our turn. Yeah, it's Big upset. our turn. Have have it wouldn't the nation wouldn't be mm, would the nation mm. be talking about Nebraska a little Purdue's bit? Purdue's not right, but it's an uh, it's an interesting story. It's a story. They're one win away from that happening. Yeah. The yeah. nation. If four and one, the yeah. Big Ten, if they beat Purdue, yeah. Illinois. Yeah. This wouldn't do it, but it would have the Big Ten talking if Nebraska does it. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, next, an early break in the ticket.